ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local women, local men. Member FDIC. 24th of your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. White Claw hard seltzer. It is made pure. We have got a lot to get into today, so thanks for joining me so we can all do it together. We've got basketball news to talk about here in the next few minutes. We have got soccer coming up tonight. Marshall is on the road. They're Morgantown taking on the West Virginia Mountaineers. The resumption of this series is, uh, I think, going to be big once it gets going. West Virginia's got a, a solid soccer program. Marshall, eighth ranked in the country. And so a lot to lose for the Thundering Herd if Marshall can't beat West Virginia. It would be a big win for the Mountaineers to beat a top-ranked team like Marshall. So that's a big matchup tonight. And you know what my social feed has been looking like all day long? You know what my timeline looks like? People mad they can't watch this one. I haven't seen this much hate in a while. On social, it's crazy. Folks are just mad they can't watch this. They want to see this game. Now, the streaming of this game is radio only. It's the campus radio station in Morgantown that is doing the game. So you can get the link over at HerdZone.com if you want to listen to the game. Of course, that's it. The stat broadcast, all that stuff, yeah, the... Only way you're probably going to get real-time updates is following Twitter, probably, or listening to the radio stream. And it's going to be WVU-centric, of course, since it is the campus radio station U92. And that's it right now. But you look at Marshall's next outings, and Marshall's going to be streamed for, I think, the next three, the men's and women's games. The next three that are on the calendar are all going to be streamed in some form or fashion. So I get it. It's a it's a big matchup. You would think that there would be some live streaming of this one, something that would allow people to be able to watch. I mean, yesterday, uh, if you wanted to listen to the game, you could listen to it. If you are on the WVU side, I'm talking about the baseball game, of course. You know, on the WVU side, you had radio available for that. Uh, you had also the stream on CUSA TV of the Marshall matchup with West Virginia. So that was happening yesterday. And let me tell you right now, that's a tough place. You go out there to the ballpark, that's a tough place to get an internet feed out of. It's not really set up for that. But you had television, you had a couple of cameras going on, you had radio out there, you had that game covered. Uh, tonight, Marshall soccer fans, you're not going to be getting a chance to watch this game or listen to it the way you want to. And you know what's refreshing? The people are actually upset about that. Can you imagine? Maybe a few years ago, how many people would be upset that Marshall soccer was not where they could watch it? And then you get a new facility, you you bring in a new coach that translates his winning style into a contender at Marshall University, and now you're taking on West Virginia in a, a game that uh, I think should be played every year. The two coaches like each other. Uh, Chris Grassy, of course, you know, wants this game to be played thinks it'll be great for the sport of soccer in the Mountain State, and I think that's part of the reason why he wants to see it played, because he's promoting the sport, and you can't watch it, and people are upset about it. So that's 
where we're at right now with Marshall soccer. So hats off to Chris Grassy for building a program where people care. I mean, that's pretty big. That really is big. And then, of course, yesterday, baseball, Nick Verzellini with us, our super-duper producer extraordinaire this afternoon. Uh, I ran out of adjectives. Sorry, Nick. I'll come up with something better. But uh, Marshall Baseball yesterday beating the Mountaineers. First time that the Mountaineers were in Huntington since before. uh, What year were you born? You were, like, born in, like, the 90s? 99. 99. Um, You weren't even born yet. The last time that the Mountaineers came to Huntington for a baseball game, you weren't even born yet. That wasn't even a thought. You weren't even a thought. No, you were not even a thought. And so the Mountaineers come into Huntington, play the Thundering Herd, lose. So Marshall gets a, a nice win, and hopefully this series will continue. One day, maybe in the future, we'll actually have this being played at the Marshall Ballpark that is rumored to be built sometime here in the next few years. Of course, COVID uh, shutting that down a little bit. Basically trying to get more funding for it, uh, try to build it right. Uh, the bids came in a little too high. And then with COVID, uh, that really cut back on things. I know there's still some issues with the site that need to be taken care of before Marshall can move forward or until Marshall's comfortable to move forward. But still, good matchup yesterday, and the uh, Thundering Herd gets the victory. Uh, Jeff Wagner he was uh, I'm sure he was pretty excited yesterday Nick uh, what do we what do we have from the ball coach this is a good Marshall team and, and um, you know it starts with Ryan right there he, he comes in and and throws really well and, and um, he gave us a chance to win and our offense got back to um, the offense I know we could be it was an exciting offense today guys were on the bases hard they had good approaches um, they made adjustments from one bat to the next um, and we Bottom line is we pitched and played really good defense. Guys came in, filled the zone, and and um, that's the team that we have to be to be good. They just came in and they were aggressive. They were pounding the zone and pitching the contact, and that's things we've talked about. And you know, and it's it's what we have to be as a team. That's that's the strength of our team is 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 our pitching and defense, and, and we we certainly did that today. You know, the one thing that we talked about coming in is we needed to come back with a little bit more of an edge, and I think we've lacked that. Um, you know, we've dealt with some things with COVID. We lost um, um, seven or eight guys with that. But I think the bottom line is there was an edge about us today, and that's something that we've been lacking. And, and we certainly came out with a sense of urgency, and, and um, it obviously showed. So the head coach, that was probably the most excited I've heard coach in a while. That's a big win. It's good. Add some value to this series. You don't want to play this thing if you're never going to have a, a legitimate chance of winning it. I'm just going to be honest with you. You want to play this thing, but you want to play this thing and, and actually be competitive, and you want to have an opportunity to win. And you always want to have a competitive match. I mean, there's no sense in playing this thing if you're not going to be competitive and you're not going to win and put some value into it because it's really not a rivalry until the other team wins right i mean you can beat a team until you can beat a team all day it's no fun for you i mean you'll you'll gladly beat that team but at the end of the day it's like yeah, okay been there done that the other team wins all of a sudden there's interest from both sides because whoa whoa wait a minute they beat us 
oh, no, they can't do that. And the other side feels good about itself because it wins. If West Virginia beats Marshall, it's a big win for them. A top 10 team coming into Morgantown, beating a top 10 team, beating Marshall? And tell me there's no interest for this because this game is sold out in Morgantown. I don't know what the capacity is, but uh, there are no tickets remaining for tonight. And it's a, oh, by the way, it's a gold rush game tonight. Nick, they brought the gold rush out for Marshall soccer. Seriously. Tell me this game doesn't matter. I mean, West Virginia is looking at it too as a chance to get revenge. Right? The tournament loss. Yeah, exactly. They're looking to get revenge. Marshall knocked them out of the NCAA tournament. And West Virginia into this matchup taking on the team that knocked them out, and it's a gold rush. They don't just bring the gold rush out for anybody. I'm not saying this is a, I'm not saying this is Syracuse here level of hate here, but they're bringing out the gold rush. That's a, Tell me this doesn't matter. Seriously, 877-420-TALK. If you can actually make the argument that this doesn't matter, I don't care who you are. You have the phone now. That's the number, 877-420-TALK. Make that argument to me. I'll listen to the entire thing, why this doesn't matter. And unfortunately, nobody's going to get a chance to see it unless you're in attendance. Now, it's great for the people who are in attendance. You get to listen to it if you want to listen to the stream. And student radio station, Morgantown's going to be doing the game. I believe. I believe it's the students that are doing that. You know, I don't know what their their deal is, but U92, that's the station in Morgantown that is uh, covering the game. That's the campus radio station. So uh, there's your opportunity there to, to follow along with this. And it's going to be fun. I think it's generally going to be a fun matchup tonight. And I hope they continue to play this thing for – I'm serious. I, I hope they play this thing every year. All right, we're going to talk a little basketball because we have got players that are transferring or putting themselves on the wire. We'll talk about the latest edition and already a landing spot for one of those players when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive for Wednesday, March 24th. Paul Swan, your host here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Basketball back in the news today. Uh, We are piecing together what the list looks like of players that are going to be leaving, returning. And as it stands right now, we know that Jared West transferring he wants to test himself he wants to play for a power five school so he can play power five competition he really wants to see what he can do against a consistent higher level of talent he wants to try to get into the nba and the best way for him to do this is to prove himself against higher level competition also to make a name for himself respect those decisions and i think he's going to be amazing wherever he goes This is his dream. I think that's a a perfect, perfect way to go about seeing if you can actually make the next level. Because that's his goal. He wants to make the NBA. He gave everything he could to Marshall. And he doesn't think that um, he can give anything else. 
and this is going to be probably beneficial for himself, and he's uh, definitely uh, got my well wishes. Iron Bennett, he is transferring. You know that. Where's he going, though? Well, he just put it out on Twitter not that long ago that he is committed to Eastern Kentucky. You look at his uh, his graphic there. It's got him, and it's committed, committed with the big, was that Scarlet E, Chartreuse E. What's the PMS number on that? Um, that's the information you should have for me, Nick, at all times. <laughs> what the PMS number that logo is. So Iron Bennett, uh, he's moving to EKU, and that's probably going to be a uh, a good place for him. Give him an opportunity to get some playing time. And honestly, uh, if that's uh, really what is best for him, I think he definitely uh, will um, will do well. He'll get the opportunity to go and play a little bit more. So uh, congratulations to uh, EKU and for, um, for Iron Bennett. He was always fun to talk to. I really enjoyed him. And then today, and this was after – we got the report from Keith Morehouse, who had talked to Dan D'Antoni, and he, Keith put this out on Twitter. He was talking to Dan, and, and Dan indicated that Jansen Williams will be coming back. And that's what the report was. And, you know, I have no reason to, um, at that time, you know, at that time it was probably correct that Jansen was coming back. But either Jansen thought about it or Jansen hadn't revealed his true intentions or Jansen – you know, maybe he slept on it. Maybe he was a ama- who knows. But Jansen Williams uh, entering himself into the portal, so he is now transferring and leaving the Thundering Herd. So you lose West Bennett and Williams. So you lose Bennett, who didn't really get much playing time. Things were really hampering his growth, development, his opportunities, injuries, weight, a lot of problems. These are things I'm sure he can overcome. A.W. Hamilton will do a great job with him. EKU will do a fantastic job with him. I think that's, you know, I think that's a, a proper assessment there. It's not like he's dropping down in, in quality of coaching. So he'll get a good, good opportunity there. Now, uh, with Jared, he wants to test himself, so he's definitely looking at going to a, a higher caliber program to play some higher level competition. And he'll do a fantastic job. And then there's Jansen Williams. And he just probably decided, yeah, maybe there's some opportunity for me elsewhere. I put my time in. I've done everything that I've needed to do. I have fulfilled my obligations. And it's time for him maybe to to make that next step, move elsewhere, see what's open for him. He's got that opportunity now with everything that has happened. And so he puts himself in, and he's transferring. So you're losing two starters and a guy that could have probably been a starter or at least come off the bench a lot more for you if you were had, you know, if he was really able to play. What's that mean for this team? Is there going to be uh, a growing, a learning curve? What's that mean for way this team? And we still haven't heard anything. I think ultra definitive i'm not saying he he's putting it out there that he's uh he's coming back and he's not meaning to but i think tavion kenzie is going to take a serious look at what his options are because he wants to play in the nba and he's going to put himself through that process get the evaluation see what's said and if it looks good for him he's going to probably declare and stay declared for the draft if it doesn't look good for him, like, okay, you need to come work on some things, then 
he's got a couple of opportunities, right, Nick? He has the opportunity to stay at Marshall, see what this team looks like, work within the framework with Dan D'Antoni, or does he put himself out there? Does he put himself out there and say, oh, you know what, I think I'm going to transfer? Because he doesn't have Jared now. Jared's not there, and that was his guy. If you listen to those two guys talk about each other, I mean, there was a lot of admiration and respect. They were brothers. They definitely fed off each other's energy. He's not there. Does Tavion look at this and go, you know, I think what's best for me is to go elsewhere, and maybe he wants to test himself against higher-level consistent competition. No offense against Conference USA. The upper echelon of Conference USA is really good. Western Kentucky – Northern Kentucky, I'm sorry, well, Western Kentucky, uh, North, did I just call North Texas, Northern Kentucky? I did. North Texas, Western Kentucky, I would say, I would say Louisiana Tech. I mean, you got a few teams that are pretty good in this league. The rest of the competition, it's hit or miss. You're going to have that at any level, but you go to a, a, a money conference, a power conference, it's going to be higher level consistently across the board. Whereas in Conference USA, I would say North Texas can compete with a lot of teams. I would say Western Kentucky could compete with a lot of teams. I would say Louisiana Tech could compete with a lot of teams. Marshall, when healthy, could have competed with a lot of teams. I'm not saying that this is going to be the world-beating conference, but you know, Conference USA at least has been respectable, if not pretty good, in the opening round the last few years. So that's where we're at with Marshall basketball right now. And uh, Jansen's gone. I mean, that was your guy, wasn't it, Nick? I, was, I mean, he sat in that chair that you, you're sitting in right now as an intern. Can't hear a word you're saying, Nick. Wrong mic. Yeah, hey. This is what an internship is for. It's for me to give you the opportunity to wreck my show and learn what you did wrong. But, uh, yeah, Jansen Williams is my guy. Of course he is. All-time block leader. Right. See, unless he's going elsewhere, he's kind of maybe has it in his mind where he wants to go or you know, where he wants to maybe uh, take the opportunity. He could, he could probably say, look, I'm, you know, I'm taking the year to enjoy it. I mean, maybe he's looking for a beach maybe. I don't know. Or he's looking for uh, something to challenge him academically. You know, you keep that in mind. The guy like Jansen Williams, it might not necessarily be just the basketball. For him, he wants to be competitive. He wants to play, and he wants to you know, go as far as he can. But also, you know, for a lot of these guys, don't forget they are using basketball as the vehicle to get the education. You know, maybe he wants to go and and grad school somewhere. Maybe he wants to you know take an opportunity to go somewhere else and and continue his education. Keep that in mind. Because he was done, and then COVID happened, and we got the extension. But he was done. This was going to be it. And then here you are. You get it back if you want to use it. And it's going to be tough recruiting here the next year or so because you're going to have so many guys that are coming back, and you're going to have so many guys. The transfer portal, I'm sure, is is probably um, it's probably Burning Man right now. It's the level of Burning Man, the festival. It's just all over the place. Maybe. I don't know. 
but I'm seeing a lot of names in that transfer portal. Not necessarily uh, guys I've heard of before, but there are people I've heard of, and there are probably a lot of players who are just not happy. They're getting that extra year. But to keep in mind, here's the, here's the bad thing about this. Unless you're a pretty good player, you might be taking a risk getting in the transfer portal because you're not guaranteed anything. You could be putting yourself in the transfer portal and you're just clearing up space for somebody else new to come in. Because you look at some of these players and you think, okay, is this player getting for a year or so or a couple years, is this player better than what I'm bringing in? I mean, you look at a Jared West and you think, okay, hey, this kid's probably better than a lot of kids I'm bringing in, depending on the program. And you can look at him and think, okay, he, he's somebody, he's probably better than what I've got on the bench, maybe. Give me a role player. If you like defense, you're going to love this kid. And honestly, if Jared West ended up in Morgantown playing in West Virginia, I'd be all for it. I'd be all for it. Could you imagine if West and Bob Huggins' system, did you imagine hard, grinded out defense? Could you imagine if Coach Huggins got a hold of him and just, I mean, molded him to that next level, because if there's anything about Bob Huggins, those teams are gritty, and you know how Jared plays, and there there would be some history there as well with with Jared's dad. So, what if, what if that is a play? What if Coach Huggins and Jared West come together? And you've heard Jared talk. It's, it's not against Marshall at all. He wants to go up against a uh, different level of competition to go test himself. And if you are a ball player that prides yourself on your defense and you get into uh, a situation where you've got a coach like Bob Huggins who has done it all, seen it all, and would honestly, I think, bring something out of your game as far as defense is concerned, oh, it, it might be fun. It might be completely fun. I could be I could be totally wrong. You know, maybe he goes somewhere else. Maybe he looks at uh, maybe he wants to get into the Big 10. I don't know. I mean, really, he's got some offers out there. There's some, some things that are floating around. But he wants to put himself in the best position to test himself, make a name for himself because that's another thing. You go into these things, you want to put yourself out there to be known. And that's why you declare, you take advantage of what you can. You go, you work out, it's, there's no penalty there as long as you uh, take yourself out before a certain period. No harm, no file. Don't sign an agent. Go in, work out, see what the evaluators have to say. What do you need to work on in your game to be next level? I mean, I'm sure John Elmore got a lot of benefit from it. Did he get into the NBA? No. Did he find his way to playing professional basketball? And He's playing professional basketball. It's overseas. I'm sure he is happy. He's making a solid living for himself. He's taking care of his family. It's not the NBA, but still, you know, maybe he wouldn't have got to that level if it wasn't for what he did and put himself through and put himself in that position. I mean, same thing for Jared. Jared could could end up maybe making a name for himself, but maybe falling short of the NBA. I don't want to short sell him, but maybe he does fall short of the NBA. Then he has an opportunity to play overseas if he wants to. And that's a possibility for him as well. But that's not his goal right now. His goal is to 
put himself in the best position to get a shot at the NBA. And I think that's fair. And I think Iron Bennett wants to play. I think a lot of that is just he wants to play. He wants to go somewhere where he can play. And I think you go to EKU and you get a good coach there. I think you'll have an opportunity to play. And he'll turn out happy. And everything else right now is just speculation. I mean, all of this is speculation. But right now, we don't know what the rest of the team's going to look like. We don't know if this is going to translate to another player deciding put themselves into the transfer portal, see what's out there for them. There are so many options right now for these kids. And really, I'm sure it's maddening for coaches. I mean, keep this in mind. Coaches can go anytime they want, come and go. Coaches can leave one job and go to another anytime. And now players can do that as well. And there's something to be said for the team and the coach that can keep a group together, keep a unit working with each other for a few seasons. But at the same time, with the pandemic, these kids have got almost like a free pass. Because I'm Jansen Williams, I'm looking at this like, okay, I got a free year here now. What what do I want to do with it? I mean, it's not as if you're wasting it because this is a free year. Sure, he could have come back and he could have crushed the all-time shot block record at Marshall. He could have added to that. You know, will we see that record broken? I think we will. Uh, will we see it broken like Hassan Whiteside came in and just shattered it in one season? Or will we see a, a slow, steady climb like Jansen Williams? Will we see that? Uh, I mean, Jared West could have stayed, and he could have been maybe the all-time steals leader in Conference USA if he wanted to. If he came back another year. I mean, was that important to him? I mean, he's in the record books. He's number two, but could he have stayed and put himself in a position? He could have been the all-time steals leader in Conference USA. What does that mean at the end of the day, though? Over, I have an opportunity to go and showcase myself, prove myself, see if I can compete at a higher level, get better, attract attention from NBA scouts and front offices, and maybe I can make a roster. Not drafted, but maybe I can make a roster. And that's where we're at with the transfer portal. I mean, these kids are going to do what's best for them. But at the same time, uh, I, I enjoyed all three of them. I, I've, had, uh, I've had great interactions with all three, and I think uh, hopefully they all do well. We'll get your phone calls in 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. You know, we were talking soccer earlier. Big matchup tonight. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, Eighth-ranked Thundering Herd in Morgantown taking on the Mountaineers. Radio streaming only. Link at HerdZone.com. No video for this one. Upsetting a lot of Herd fans. That was the gist of the conversation earlier. I meant to mention that Marshall men's soccer senior Pedro Dolabella recognized as one of 30 of the top NCAA men's soccer student athletes. Why? Because he's pretty good on and off the field, or the correct term, the pitch. He is a candidate for the Senior Class Award. Uh, CLASS is an acronym for Celebrating Loyalty and Achievement for Staying in School. 
For a player to be eligible for the award, must be classified as an NCAA Division I senior and have notable achievements in four areas of excellence, community, classroom, character, and competition. So you know what he's done on the, on the field and off the field. He's very involved with the community and does a lot for this program. So uh, he is, uh, again, part of the uh, candidates award list, uh, 30 uh, top NCAA men's soccer student athletes. And of course, you'll get an opportunity to uh, hear him in action tonight. If you are listening to the live stream, again, uh, go over to HerdZone.com. They've got the link on the schedule page and on the page for the uh, matchup. And then, of course, women's soccer taking on Old Dominion. It's going to be senior day. Uh, it's uh, been a it's been a tough go for the women. The men are having a way better season. Obviously, the women are two and four. Uh, they're zero and two in conference USA. Three other final four games are going to be at home. They've got Old Dominion that is coming up on Thursday. That's going to be at Hoops Family Field. First kick set for five o'clock. So if you've got a portable radio, what you need to do is take the radio, listen to the show as you watch the game. It's a good plan. How many people do you think actually have portable radios these days, Nick? Um, have you owned a portable radio? You've, just, you've owned no. See, that's fine. You have never owned it because you're you have an iPhone. I think you have an iPhone. I know one person that owns one. Who's that? Do I know them? Yeah, you know who it is. Who is it? Doctor Bailey. Ah, yes, Doctor Charles G. Bailey. He, I own a portable radio. I, yeah, I actually have a. Actually, I bought a pocket radio. I got it for like 12 bucks off Amazon. It's, it's a great purchase. Have not had a, a pocket radio because I listen. I have a radio at the home, at the homestead here, and I have a radio in the car. But it was on sale. I think it was a Black Friday sale maybe a year or so before the pandemic. It's like, I need a portable radio. And it's not, it's not like, have you seen the people that go into games and they've got, like, the sports radios on their head. Do you still see those? I haven't seen people with those in a while. They, they usually look like they're yellow, and they look like headphones, but they're sports radios. I haven't seen that in a while. I've seen it a few times. Okay. Uh, a lot of people would bring, you know, I mean, I don't know if they – do they make Walkmans anymore? No. That's a terrible thing. They, they don't make Walkmans anymore? Not that I know of, no. Do you even know what the Walkman is? Yeah. It's in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I was not expecting that. It's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, what's worse? Guardians of the Galaxy, he's got the, the, the Walkman with the mixtape. I mean, come on. He's got the Walkman with the mixtape. Or in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, uh, I forget the dude's name that... Um, he was like the second in command there. He was like the, the comic relief. Um, he gave Peter Quill a Zune. Do you even know what a Zune is? Oh, I have no idea what that is. A Zune. Okay, you know what an iPod is? Yes. Okay. The Zune was Microsoft's answer to the iPod. And by all accounts, it was really good. But at that point, as a kid, what do you what do you want? Do you want a I want an iPod, mom, or I want an iPod, Dad. 
Or mom, can you give me a zoon? What's a zoon? A zoon. Wait. You bless you. I want a zoon. Son, you need a tissue. Maybe a zoon. Marketing here. Of course, now nobody has iPods. Nobody. I know one person that has an iPod. One. Okay, I own an iPod. It's a it's it's from 2005. I own an iPod from 2000. It's a video iPod. Uh, yeah, believe you not, it was a big thing. You could get an iPod that played movies on that small screen. Yeah, iPod used to be like your phone. Yeah, right. And now look at your phone. I know one person with an iPod, and that person also has a backup in the shrink wrap. So if the first one dies. He can transfer his vast collection of old music into the second one. To be fair, I still have a cassette deck and a CD player in my car stereo. I never, I never changed. No, I just, I never bought a new stereo. And actually, I was surprised when the cassette deck was in this car when I bought it new. I'm like, what is the cassette deck in this car? And they're like, oh, our customers, uh, our research shows that people still use cassettes. Okay. The CD player is one thing. CDs are, yeah, people still have CDs. Not many, but I, I prefer, I like CDs over, over an MP3. But cassette deck? Nobody's got cassettes. I mean, I do, I think I have the last uh, shrink wrap blank cassette in my house. It's in. It's. I found it uh, in a storage box. Some, you know, cleaning some stuff up from. Uh, you know, it's like unwrapped. I might sell that to the broadcasting museum. Let me see if I can get some money off that. I'm gonna put it on eBay. We have got off track for sure. But uh, game coming up tonight. If you want to watch the uh, herd, you can. But you can listen to it. Go to herdzone.com for the uh, audio streaming link. And of course, tomorrow if you head over to uh, the Hoops Family Field. To watch Marshall Soccer, don't forget, if you've got a portable radio, take it with you. You can listen to the program here on ESPN 94.1 or AM 930. Or you know what else you could do? I could have saved this a whole segment here. Uh, You could just download the streaming app and play it on your iPhone. Play the show on your iPhone while you're watching the match. That's all you need to do. Coming up, we'll wrap it up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Final segment of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I think we've covered it all today. Men's soccer in action taking on West Virginia. That's coming up tonight. You can listen to that game. Uh, go to theherdzone.com. Uh, it'll be the uh, WVU uh, live stream from uh, the campus radio station, so you can listen to that feed. Of course, follow the stats there. Uh, no video streaming of this one, unfortunately. But uh, you can also follow uh, Marshall Soccer on Twitter for updates on this one as well. And, of course, a big matchup between West Virginia and Marshall. Uh, I don't know what their capacity is, uh, what they're allowing, but uh, they have uh, sold this one out. It's a gold rush, so big Matchup in Morgantown, number eight Marshall coming to town to take on the Mountaineers. Uh, will West Virginia get some revenge for uh, getting uh, eliminated from the NCAA tournament when the last they met? Or will Marshall uh, get the victory 
and come back home uh, victorious over the Mountaineers. It's not been a good week for the Mountaineers. Of course, uh, basketball getting eliminated from the tournament. You also had baseball losing yesterday. So, uh, bad week for Mountaineer fans here. This might add to it. This might turn it around. It should be a fun one. Whatever happens, uh, I'm glad they're playing, and hopefully they can continue on. Uh, we are um, we are wrapping this one up, and don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, you can always go back and catch it. Uh, all you have to do is go to our website. We've got the we got the player there. You can listen to the station live there if you want to, or if you want to catch the show later, you can go and play the podcast there. You can also subscribe to the show, The Drive with Paul Swan, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and you can have it come to your iPhone, uh, your Android device, or your iPod, which, by the way, in the break, we did some crack research. They're still making iPods. Did you not know that, Nick? They're making iPods still. I didn't think that they were. Oh, yeah, and they're starting at $199. You can get them in some fun colors like blue, red. Uh, I think there's a gold option. There's a black. And what they have done is they have taken an older iPhone body. They've taken the phone out of it, and they have put iPod on the back of it, and they're selling it. I mean, look at you look at this thing. You go to Apple's website, and it's... It's an iPhone design. It's an older iPhone design, but it's it's an iPod. I've taken the phone out. Well, you can play games on it. You can FaceTime with it. So it sounds like a ripoff. It, it sounds like a ripoff. Just get an iPhone. I mean, if it was if it was completely different than an iPhone, except without the phone part, I I would totally look into this. But I have that here. I have all I have to do is open up the music app or the podcast app, and I can download the show. I can listen to music. Uh, I can get the app and listen to the station that way. So basically, if you don't want a phone, you get one of these things, and you can get one with up to two hundred and fifty-six gigabytes of storage. You know who that'd be good for? Who's that good for? Doctor Bailey. <laughs> Are you going to get him one for Christmas? Now I am. Birthday. Yeah. You should. Actually, you should. Does he have a digital play? Does he have an iPod or anything like that? No, I know we're I getting into he the. He has anything digital. He has nothing digital. Nothing at all. Seriously. Is he, how's he emailing me then? What's he his using? Computer. Okay, but whose computer? Because that's obviously not his. The station. Okay. So he's emailing me from the station computer, and then he goes home, and he's, um, by the way, the man has the most beautiful handwritten calligraphy I've ever seen a human being achieve. Um, We need to stop making light of how he doesn't have anything digital, because we both are going to answer to him later. That's going to do it for this edition. For uh, Nick Verzellini, I'm Paul Swan, and of course, um, I appreciate you all listening to today's edition of The Drive. You know it gets off rails sometimes, and you keep coming back for it, and I do appreciate it. We'll do it all over again tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.